This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Become a part of the fast growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hello, friends! I am Robert Evans, and this is, yet again, Behind the Bastards, the show where we tell you everything you don't know about the very worst people in all of history. Now, my uh, my guest for today's episode, who is uh, coming in cold to our tale about several bastards, is Shireen the Machine, Lonnie Yunus. I think I'm the first person to give you that nickname, but yeah. probably not. Yeah. Uh, now, you are a filmmaker whose I work am. is currently being featured at the Metropolitan Museum of Modern Art, right? Yeah, it was in New York. Yeah, it was yeah. in New York. It okay. was in July in New York. Yeah, it was cool. That is very cool. Thanks. Uh, and you are also the co-host of the Ethnically Ambiguous podcast on uh, the Stuff Network, the very network that we're all a part of. Correct. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? You know... I'm glad to be here, but I'm also terrified to be here. Do you like con men? Do I like con men? I like watching movies about con men. Well, then you might like them. You like, yeah. grif- you like grifts? I mean, I feel like a, a grift in my own life, you know? I'm just a, a fraud. Yeah, that's how everyone who gets to do what they like for a living feels. Yeah. It's natural. Uh, does the name Jacob Wall mean anything to you? You know, I've, I've heard it about, um, but I, I could not tell you anything about him other than he's white. He is white, uh, and the working title of this episode is A Tale of Two Grifters. Even okay. though there's more than two grifters, I just, 
you know, I was trying. I'm Tail trying to force it. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to force it. All right, let's uh, talk about some grifters. So, uh, grifters and conmen thrive in times of unrest and chaos. This is obvious enough that I'm probably wasting a little bit of my time by even saying it. Uh, the current president of the United States is a man who ran a fake university that defrauded thousands of people <laughs> out of tens of millions of dollars. But we're not talking about him today. Our subjects for this episode are grifters of a much lower and a much sadder cast. Let's start by talking about the Krasenstein brothers, Brian and Edward. You know about these guys? Please tell me. <laughs> Together they have more than 1.3 million followers on Twitter, and they operate a left-wing media... Empire is not the right word. Can they... I ask a question? Do yeah. they have a shared Twitter? No, they have two different okay. Twitters. I was going to what... be like, yeah, sorry, no. judging very harshly. <laughs> but they, they retweet everything each other says, uh, and it's, it's really obnoxious Get your own identity. stuff. You know, you're left-wing, you're right-wing, or whatever. The Krasensteins are like the shrillest and like least effective chunk of the... They're like the Drumpf, you know, oh, yeah. chunk. Like that sort like of... Donald Trump again, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing that should have been played out Mm -hmm. two years ago, but is still, yeah, they're crapulent. So they're frequent and vociferous critics of President Donald Trump. As of the writing of this episode, Brian's Twitter image is a graphic of an impeachment clock with the president's face on it. So not a lot of subtlety. Mm -hmm. Uh, But starting back in 2003, the Krasensteins worked a different gig, running the websites TalkGold.com and MoneymakerGroup.com. Seems a little bit scammy right off the yeah. bat. It's going to get scammier. So both of these sites were presented as independent aggregators of different online investment programs. Basically, someone would visit moneymakergroup.com and read about different opportunities and various investment you know, programs and whatnot. Most of what the Krasenstein brothers hawked through their websites were what are called high-yield investment programs, or HIEPs. Uh, according to Investopedia, quote, a high-yield investment program is a fraudulent investment scheme that purports to deliver extraordinarily high returns on investment. High-yield investment schemes often advertise yields of more than 100% per year in order to lure in victims. In reality, these high-yield investment programs are Ponzi schemes, and the organizers aim to steal the money invested. Like so. a pyramid scheme, essentially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a pyramid scheme with a little little dash of lemon. So the SEC takes a uh, somewhat milder tone towards high-yield investment programs, calling them unregistered investments typically run by unlicensed individuals that are often frauds, but not always frauds. Mm -hmm. In an interview with the Daily Beast, Ed Krasenstein really dug into the tiny bit of daylight provided by the word often. Quote, 100% of HIEPs aren't scams. I know of several that have been legitimate. The FBI's definition is not that they're all scams. It says a large amount are scams, and that is true. So... If you're defending your business by saying only a large amount of it is is fraudulent. But I'm a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the Krasenstein brothers defended themselves from charges of being scammers and charlatans by basically claiming that they didn't actually run any of these scams. They just took ad dollars from the people who did. And in Ed's words, freedom of speech protects advertisers, which sort of true, mm-hmm. partially true. Of course, in actuality, sites like TalkGold.com and MoneyMaker Group were in a little bit more of like a, a swampy area. On TalkGold and Moneymaker Group, moderators hosted discussions of various high-up opportunities. Through paid ads and organic comment threads, users would be informed of various potential high-up investments. Eventually, many of the high-ups would stop paying out, as all Ponzi schemes do, and high-up threads would begin racking up customer complaints into the thousands. The moderators would then move those high-up threads into a separate section of the website marked Close Programs and Scam Warnings. Basically, the business is that these guys operated a giant website Mm -hmm. where they would talk about different Ponzi schemes that you could invest in. 
And then once enough people realized that it was a scam, they would move it to a section of the site that said it was scams. It's like, oh, we got, we, 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 we were, we're protecting you We spotted y'all. this one. Yeah. We're, we're protecting you. Yeah. Like, that's, that's their scam. We're protecting y'all. Don't worry. We got this. But they're getting money from all of these people in mm-hmm. order to host them on their site. So they're scammers. They're scammers. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Or they're legally distinct from, but ethically the same as scammers, mm-hmm. I would I would say, in order to protect ourselves legally a teeny bit. Uh, by August of 2017, the scam warnings section of their site had more than 13,000 threats, but investigators found that only a minority of the scams advertised actually made it over to the scam warning section, which means the Krasensteins probably guided their readers to, quite literally, tens of thousands of fraudulent investments. One of the high ups on TalkGold.com was the Leopard Fund, which was created by a guy who was convicted of five counts of wire fraud in 2012. CSM Finance another high-up scam, asked its investors to download special software that, in reality, was a virus that stole money from their Liberty Reserve accounts. Now, Liberty Reserve, it was like a digital currency exchange before mm-hmm. Bitcoin. Um, and the guy who found that was actually, like, busted back in 2016 and sentenced to 20 years in prison. So this whole ecosystem is nothing but scammers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're essentially positioning themselves as, like, scam brokers. Right. Rather than operating a scam themselves because that's too risky. They, right. Yeah, exactly. You, it, like, separates them from actual accountability. Yeah, exactly. Just enough that they're probably yeah. not going to go to prison. Mm-hmm. Um which, of course, if you're in the scam business, that's really where you want to be yeah. just outside of prison. Yeah. yeah, getting all the benefits, but not yeah. actually going in. Yeah, exactly. So that same year, 2016, federal agents raided several homes in Fort Myers, Florida that were owned by the Krasenstein brothers. They took computers, financial records, and a bunch of other stuff. Much of this was later returned, but late last year, the DOJ seized about a half a million dollars worth of their assets on suspicion of massive wire fraud. Uh, I found a breakdown of the DOJ's asset forfeiture case uh, on the site behind MLM, which is essentially seems to act as a watchdog group for the whole MLM industry. Since everything to do with these kinds of scams is purposefully complex, I've relied on them and the Department of Justice to actually help me break down what the Krasensteins were doing. Behind MLM describes their websites as, quote, easily the two largest publicly accessible Ponzi promotion platforms on the internet. The Department of Justice alleges that the brothers actually ran a huge constellation of websites, all purporting to report independently on the high-up marketplace, while actually just being funnels to direct rubes to scams in exchange for kickbacks. Quote from the Department of Justice. The Krasensteins' various high-up-related websites overlapped extensively in their functionality. For example, TalkGold.com and MoneyMakerGroup.com served substantially identical functions, and GoldRaider.com and WebLife.org served substantially identical functions. To the casual visitor, it would have appeared that these sites were being operated independently from one another. The Krasensteins' network of apparently unrelated high-up sites promoted the appearance of a thriving high-up industry with numerous independent players. They're fucking shady! They're fucking shady as hell. And yeah, so... Uh, when Ed Krasenstein was asked, in essence, if the fact that they'd consented to forfeit half a million dollars in seized property to the DOJ meant that he and his brother were guilty, he said, quote, This was an agreement we made with the government because the cost of fighting the civil complaint would have likely cost us more money stressed than what the government was requesting via the forfeiture. We both have newborn children and couldn't keep dragging on this civil matter any longer, and as attorney fees were adding up. This is why civil forfeiture is such a hotly debated topic in America, which really pisses me off mm-hmm. because civil asset forfeiture is fucked up for a lot of reasons. Yeah. namely the fact that it's primarily used as an excuse for cops in the South and the Southwest to take cash and vehicles from brown people and anyone who's not white. And like then, you know, it'll be like the case of the state of Arizona versus a 2007 Toyota Camry or the case of Texas versus $14,000 oh, in God. cash. Yeah. What's happening here is the Krasensteins were caught committing massive wire fraud and the DOJ rightfully took the, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you see the little... The, what year was this when this happened? 2016. 
That's not a long time ago. That's not a long time ago at all. It's so, it's a kind of appropriation, right? Like mm-hmm. getting caught for committing a really shady act and then trying to attach yourself to a legitimate injustice. I don't know what the word for that is. It's, you're just, they're posers, man. I don't mm-hmm. know what, what, what's a better word than that, but like there's obviously awful people yeah, that are just yeah. using oblivious people to their advantage. It's just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, oblivious yeah. and desperate. Like you wouldn't be on those sites unless you were desperate. And speaking of oblivious and desperate, starting in you know the end of 2016, the beginning of 2017, all of us were a little bit desperate because you know great segue, Robert. Yeah, thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah. you and so the Krasensteins, since they seemed like they couldn't scam in the old way, realized mm-hmm. that with all of this desperation over the election of Donald Trump and all of the fear and the the left and big chunks of the center, there was another opportunity for them to make a bucket of money. So they landed on making themselves into figureheads of the hashtag resistance. Well, <laughs> I hate them. Yeah, they're, they're pretty shitty. Uh, both brothers built up their vast Twitter following by repeatedly tweeting variations of impeach Trump. Uh, at one point, Brian posted it 11 times in a single tweet. They also followed over 400,000 accounts you know, to get people to follow them back right. and such. On his LinkedIn profile, Brian currently calls himself a Twitter personality, which... That's a job title? You've erred if you list that as a thing on your resume. Oh, man. Now, the former finance advisors have rebranded themselves now as journalists. Uh, In 2017, they launched a news website called Independent Reporter at IR.net, a website that used to be titled Investor Relations but was repurposed in order to capitalize on the profitability of partisan news. Yeah. (laughs) Here's Think Progress. Quote, among the nine writers listed on the site, two are the Krasensteins, three haven't written anything in six months, and two haven't contributed anything since 2015. The two remaining writers, Whitney Hippolyte and Heidi Milkert, have likewise written nothing on the site since 2015. They are also the Krasensteins' wives. Oh. <laughs> it just got worse and worse the more you talked. <laughs> it's about to get so much worse. So last October, the Krasensteins embarked on their griftiest grift yet, a children's book titled How the People Trumped Ronald Plump. They brought children into this? Yeah, they, they did bring children into this. Here's how they explained the genesis of their opus in the book's press release. Oh, no. President Trump is a counterexample to the examples I try to set for my children, co-author Ed Krasenstein stated. It's difficult when we teach our children how to act one way, but then the president of the United States acts the complete opposite way. This man is supposed to be a role model for our kids, but in my opinion and in the opinions of many other parents, he is simply teaching kids bad lessons and poor morals. I mean, like, yeah, it's all well and good, but knowing where it's coming from makes it, like, awful. Yeah, no, knowing that, it, like, this is a guy who committed massive wire yeah. fraud. <laughs> like, come on, dude. You can't take anything he says seriously after no, that. No, 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 no. So, uh, that's what Ed claims led him and his brother Brian to write a humorous children's book, which is essentially billed as trying to make sense of and explain the actions of President Trump through a character named Ronald Plump. They're very, very clever. Right, very rhyming. Smart, they know very how to smart rhyme. Guys. Yeah. They do. Well... <laughs> They don't even know how to rhyme that good. It's, yeah, it gets Plump, really bad Trump. in a second. Here's another quote from the press release. Quote, Ronald Plump is a man who is elected leader of the town, do work city. Do you get it? Because New York. Oh. But do, do work. work. That's, that's not that great. They're very, they're very smart. They're trying very hard, yeah. <laughs> Plump's actions go against the morals which we teach our kids, but in the end, hope, equality, love, and basic human values prevail. Parents will love this book's humor and storyline just as much, if not more, than their children. So, you have this horrified look on your face. Oh, I just hate them. Yeah, they're so gross. 
So, like, ra- the thing I'm, like, thinking about is, like, not only is, like, one person has to exist to be awful, like, one of the brothers, but not only that, there's another version of him, a brother, that is equally as bad, and yeah. not only that, two women married these people. Yeah. So, are the women also, like, complicit in all of this, or, like, are, like, are aware that their husbands are just, like, actual garbage scammers? Uh, they have to And be, they're right? just, like, like, yeah, I put my name on the website, or do they know yeah. their names are on the website? Like, like... You think like there's like not everyone's shitty, but then they're like, oh no, maybe they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everybody in this case is probably shitty yeah. except for their kids. Like, you well, hope. who knows? Yeah, they're yeah. teaching them with Robert Plump, yeah. Ro- Ronald, Ronald Plump. Sorry, Robert, for bringing yeah. you into. No, it's that. okay. But if you think Ronald Plump is a uh, not the most creative name for a, a fake Trump character, it's about to get uh, it gets real bad. Uh-huh. So characters in the book include Weave Bannon. A squirrel who axes, <laughs> who axes, <laughs> plumps hairpiece and controls his thoughts. Even though the book came out more than a year after Steve Bannon stopped working at the White House, the Krasenstein's knew that some jokes are just so good that they never age. If you guys had seen my face when I heard the name Weave Bannon, Weave Bannon, I almost walked the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's 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 offensive, right? Oh man, I'm I'm I fully expect that like a good twenty percent of people have had to pull their headphones off of their their head just hearing that. Like yeah. it hurt to write. Weave, weave Bannon. I will never unhear that. No, you can't. Other hilarious ripped from the headlines character names from this wonderful storybook include. Oh no, Loudmere Tootin. A fart-themed Vladimir Putin. Oh, my God. Who farts rockets for some reason that I don't think is ever really explained. You know, Putin is a better joke on on fucking The joke's already there. It's already there. You're going to make a fart joke. Poopin is even even more clever. It's not that clever, but it's better than... (laughs) Loudmere? Loudmere. What the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) We're not done. Okay. So you were complimenting them on their rhyme scheme with Ronald Plump. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'd love to rhyme. You, you, you want to guess what their Jared Kushner stand-in is named? Um, Flaccid <laughs> Bushner. <laughs> See, that's good. Yeah. That's a fun name. They call him Jared Nepotism. <laughs> what? That was unexpected. Wait, what I the know, hell? <laughs> Yeah. That was a turd. We took a turd. <laughs> yeah, it's just poop. It's just poop yeah. that somebody turned into a book. No, 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 no. There was like funny attempts at cleverness. And then there's yeah. like, oh, I don't know. I can't think of one for Jared. Just nepotism. There was more creativity involved in the name you came up with in two and a half seconds than the entirety <laughs> of the book that they spent months uh, working on. Thank you. I will take that as a compliment, but also sad. <laughs> So now uh, the hero of the book is a six-pack having shirtless Robert Mueller stand-in whose name is Robert Morrill. Oh, of course. That almost sounds not terrible next to Jared right. nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll take Morrill. <laughs> sure. Uh, now, I was not willing to purchase a copy of this book because I don't want to. I'm glad you have your own morals. Yeah. yeah I have some standards and yeah. this is one of them. But I did read several reviews of it. Okay. Gizmodo editor Tom McKay was the first person to point out that the book includes a rape sack, which Ronald Plump uses to kidnap Elizabeth Warren. I'm going to show you a picture from this book. I want you to just take it in, and then um, I want you to read the text on the page. My eyes are so wide <laughs> and scared. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> you want to describe that? It'll be on our website, BehindTheBastards.com, um, if you want to look at it. 
So this obviously this it's it's Trump. It's mm-hmm. a, tr- a cartoon of little Trump. Yeah. Um, he has something on his head. That's Weave Bannon. It's the squirrel. That's oh, his he hair exists piece. on his head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he is the hairpiece. He is the hairpiece. Oh, I thought he made the. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. Elizabeth <laughs> Warren is literally busting out of the sack. A like, rape sack. He's like carrying her like he's like fucking Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, and she has a shirt on that says persist. Her arms are jacked. Good for her. Um, yeah, she's buff. And the fucking thing, he's going into Trump Tower. He's turned, he like his head's over his shoulder like, hey, she's getting out of my rape sack. And then the text on the thing says, Ronald Plump believed that he could every day grab any woman and just take her away. Away to his tower in his big burlap sack, Plump took every woman he wanted until one fought back. Oh my fucking god! Yeah. I can do as I choose. Tr- Plump insisted. I almost said Trump. Plump insisted. Nevertheless, this woman she persisted, proving a point and proving she's equal. This woman succeeded in showing the people that women and men are created the same, and through equality, there's a lot to gain. I will. Okay, surface level, good points. But when you really look at the text, that's I'm reading. What? There are way better ways to make the point about sexism than having a, ra- a rape sack. I just have. This is so troubling. Yeah. It's, this is for kids? Well, yeah, and that, that's part of the thing, is that, like, it's its clearly written. Until one fought back? Yeah, yeah. Like, Elizabeth Warren was the first person also, which is... But it's also, like, what is a kid going to get? A kid's not going to know anything about, like, nevertheless, she persisted or something, like a fucking six-year-old. They're not going to get the references being made. It's just, it's maybe the worst writing that anyone's done. I... It's bad. I'm disturbed. <laughs> you should be. It's really bad. I thought Weave Bannon was bad enough. I didn't <laughs> we- know his face was on it. Like Weave Bannon's almost the highlight. Yeah. It's the saving grace. That's <laughs> a little bit of humor. Speaking of a little bit of humor, you know what I love, Shireen, when I get horrified about grifting? Commercial is- breaks. Yeah. Commercial breaks. Let's have I some have a podcast ads. Too. Yeah. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild mini games. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless, when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans starting at 15 bucks a month. 
All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash behind. That's mintmobile.com slash behind. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash behind. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower, above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. We're back, and our souls are trying to exit our bodies through yeah. our eyes. Uh, trauma. Trauma. Pure it's, trauma. We keep a reverse pressure flow in this room yeah. for that exact purpose. So I Googled around for some other reactions to the book, because mm-hmm. again, I was not about to read this piece of shit myself. And I found a Reddit thread about it where one user states, you have to admire their talent for grift. Ed Krasenstein himself jumped into the Reddit thread and responded to this. We ordered 2,000 copies. All profits from the sale of these copies will go to charity. If I'm a grifter, then I'm grifting for the children who are separated from their parents. If I'm a grifter, then anyone who promotes themselves or their work on Twitter are also grifters. At least mine is for a good cause. And what? the immediate response to that was someone quoting, we ordered 2,000 copies and saying literally what a grifter would say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a fuck. Like you're, you're a grifter. Yeah, you're a fucking. Why grifter. are you creeping on Reddit anyway? Yeah, there's ways to promote your work without being a grifter. You're just a grifter. Yeah. Also, show them fucking receipts, Ed. Yeah, yeah. fucking Ed. Piece of shit. God. So, <clears throat> yeah, this book is an eyesore and a piece of unfathomable garbage. Uh, and yes, it's pretty offensive that in addition to trying to appropriate civil asset forfeiture, they're now appropriating. The separation of families yeah. at the border as like it's these are it's, like causes that deserve attention and real causes serious that, like, attention yeah, yeah. Ser- like and they're profit like I, that's infuriating they're horrible people that's infuriating they're horrible people and they are only the second grossest most shameful low rung con artists of 2018. Because this year's a deathless pit of despair, Brian and Ed Krasenstein actually wound up confronting the only grifter on the planet worse at grifting than they are a young man named Jacob Wool. 
So they were like, you think you're better than us? They reported him to the FBI. We're about to get to why. <laughs> oh, my God. So Jake Wall's story proves that regardless of what side of the political aisle a con artist winds up on, they all have more in common with each other than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Wool was born in 1997. Middle, I've seen pictures yeah. of his child and stuff. He played football at school. There's like pictures of him with, posing with guns at shooting ranges. He seems to have grown up pretty affluent uh, uh-huh. kid somewhere in fucking California. Class act. Yeah, class act. Uh, he's a rich little shit who at age 17 started the Wool Capital Investment Group. Which 17. Is a, 17, a hedge fund. His dad helped. His dad is a stock market analyst. Right, yeah. He never talks about that in the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At 17 of... years old, and it's all by myself with the help of my dad. Well, that's how he wanted to get famous, as the teenager who runs a hedge fund. So right. he started showing up at age 17 on a bunch of financial news shows to be interviewed because it's hard to fill time if you're doing a financial news show. Here's a clip of him on Fox News. Jacob. <laughs> the wall of Wall you might Street. Want to see his face. Wall. He's a 17-year-old high school football and basketball player, and by the way, hedge fund manager. <laughs> all right. First of all, before we even get to biotech, we got to ask, how did you get started? Well, I've always had an interest in finance, and uh, getting started, I thought, what better way than to put myself out there and to just start a hedge fund, and that's what I did. <laughs> you want to describe his face to me, Shereen? Punchable. <laughs> Punchable little fucking. Insect. There's a German word. I think it's like Backschweig or something like that. I can't pronounce it. It's it's. There's a German word that the literal translation is a face in need of a fist. Yeah, and that's yeah, that. That's how Jacob Wall a looks. Face in need of a, of a fucking in need fist. of a fist. Like he needs to be punched. You know, I'm just 17 years old. And I just thought, why not start a hedge fund? Why don't you fucking fuck yourself? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Also, the fact that he appeared on Fox News, isn't that telling enough? Yeah. Well, he appeared on a lot of shows. Uh, I also watched another interview that Vice did with him. Uh, in this interview, Wool argued that the capital requirements on hedge fund investors were too high, and that's why the rich keep getting richer, because poor people aren't allowed to invest in hedge funds, which seems to me him basically saying, I should be able to trick poor people who aren't as financially literate into yeah. taking their money and like and, you can do this too i can help yeah exactly that's what also, he also i do want to say i feel like i get in trouble on my podcast for saying fuck a lot mm-hmm. and i don't get taken as seriously so i'm going to try to not say fuck as much what if i just say forward. fuck a bunch of times and so that it evens way out? yeah well that way if anyone doesn't take you seriously for saying fuck then it's just sexism there's no getting those people on board either way i like this war all right i'm gonna say fuck seven times okay let's do it fuck 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 i'm gonna say fucking like three Fucking, fucking, fucking. Great. Cool. Okay, All right. Even. We're good. All right. Okay, cool. Let's roll on. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, that's why Jacob Wool thinks that rich keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer right. is because poor people can't invest in hedge funds. Uh-huh. That's what they're thinking. <laughs> so in pretty much every TV appearance he did, it was noted by someone that his nickname was the Wool of Wall Street. Barf. <laughs> Yeah, Barf. Barf is the only response to that. Now, in the Vice interview, uh, when they brought this up, he assures the interviewer that he doesn't like that nickname. He oh. actually hates it. So we're going to run a clip from that Vice interview and see Jacob responding to talk of his nickname. Uh, so he, he, here's the clip from Vice titled, Meet the Teen Finance Guru Who Makes More Money Than You. Wall Street, how do you feel about that? I think that most of the behavior you see in that movie is completely reprehensible. 22 million! 
It plays a bunch of clips from the thing. So he, he, he's he's anti the Wolf of Wall Street in the interview, and he says that you know it's it's gross what they did. And it's like, oh, it's gross. Don't call me that. Don't call me that. But also keep calling me that. <clears throat> yeah, and it, it becomes very clear throughout yeah. his life that that's actually exactly how he wants to be seen. Yeah. Uh, in 2017, Jacob Wool interviewed Jordan Belfort, the actual Wolf mm-hmm. of Wall Street, for his podcast, Offended America. Uh, in the podcast, he reveals a deep familiarity with Belfort's writing and ideas, and it's pretty clear to me that in fact there's nothing Wool wants more than to be mm-hmm. seen as his successor. Uh, back in 2016, uh, as the presidential election heated up, Jacob Wohl continued to show up on financial news shows. He quickly pivoted to identifying as a Trump supporter and became known for claiming on TV that huge numbers of young people were secret Donald Trump fans. Uh, just for some reference, an estimated 37% of millennials voted for Donald Trump, which is the same percentage of millennials who voted for Mitt Romney in 2012. There's no evidence for Jacob's constant claims yeah. that young people are secretly beloved. I mean, a lot of, a lot of far-right will make a lot of yeah. claims without any evidence at all. Really? Yeah. I haven't heard of that. Well, climate change <laughs> is real. <laughs> we were talking earlier today. I'm cold, yeah. and I wore a long sleeve shirt today, but it's mesh. Well, now, doesn't the fact that you're wearing a long sleeve shirt disprove climate change? But it's mesh. Oh, okay. So climate change is real again. In L.A.? Yeah. <laughs> In L.A., this is cold weather apparel. Yeah, this is cold weather cold weather while the city burns down um yeah r.i.p by the way we have a history of doing free ads on this uh on the oh, show do you yeah we do so i just wanted to let you know that i'm drinking a uh, cherry lime Lacroix right now and it tastes exactly like a melted lollipop is that or a like, good uh, is, it, is that no. a good review or a bad review it's a bad review it tastes like um if you get those freezer pops uh-huh. right and you melt one and then dilute it in water that's what this Lacroix tastes but like. the thing is you keep drinking it i, so I mean it's I, doing something right my throat dries out it's not great. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's this thing they they have in the world it's called water, mm-hmm. and it actually quenches your thirst more than like a sugary beverage. Now, maybe you can help me with this. I've heard about this water. Uh-huh. Uh, I've also heard that fish fuck in it, and I don't know if that's I. That's want... the reason you don't drink water. Well, it seems like something You're disreputable. <laughs> Let's get back to Jacob Wool. So. 2016, the mm-hmm. year that Jacob Wohl pivoted hardcore into being a very vocal Trump supporter, was also the first year that he ran into trouble with regulators. Could you surprise, have predicted surprise. <laughs> that he wasn't obeying every law? No. The 17-year-old hedge fund manager? The one that loves Trump? <laughs> the no. one that loves Trump? <laughs> Wohl was the subject of an investigation by the National Futures Association, a non-government but government-authorized regulator that investigates fraud within the industry. The NFA was interested in Jake because they'd actually read through the promotional material he put together for his new hedge fund, Next Capital Management. They found that Next videos were, quote, unbalanced in their presentation of profit potential and risk of loss. They also found that Wohl had worked as a fund manager before he or his hedge fund were actually registered, which is, you know, a crime. The NFA report cites the claim of one investor who says he sent Wohl $75,000 and was told Wohl had grown it to $89,500 in a few months. The investor tried to withdraw his money, and Wohl only sent him $44,000, claiming the fund had suffered sudden losses. Uh-huh. The NFA found that basically the, his trading account had made a small amount of money, but he was claiming massive losses mm-hmm. as soon as people tried to withdraw the money, which is, again, a scam. I think yeah, you I, think, I think you classify that as a, a scam. You call that a scam. <clears throat> fucking scab. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. I hate the... him. Oh, I said fuck again. Oh, shit. I no, it, again. No, it's fine. Sorry, it's good, fine. That's why we did the whole me saying fuck a bunch. Right. Okay. So now I can say yeah. it again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, exactly. Work. You get at least five or six fucks banked. Okay. I think Seven okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <clears throat> 
the Daily Beast looked through the an old archived version of Nex's website uh, from before the investigation, and they found evidence that Wall may have slightly misrepresented his credentials to investors, namely by claiming he had any. Uh, he wrote on his website that he had, quote, greater than 10 years trading experience across many asset classes. In order for this to be true, Wall would have needed to start investing as an eight-year-old. Oh, my God. <laughs> my a... dad taught me so much. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it for 10 years because yeah. I've been listening to my dad. All his phone calls. <laughs> Here's a quote from the Daily Beast. NFA agents showed up at Nex's supposed offices, which turned out to be a Los Angeles home where no one answered. Wool did not return their emails or phone calls. When the NFA returned to the home the following day, the exam team noticed someone at the second floor window who appeared to be taking photos or a video of the exam team, according to the filing. They soon received a stern phone call from Wool's father, a lawyer, who allegedly threatened to call the police on the regulators, warning them to stay away or else. So. Um... Yeah, that's uh, you're hiding some. Sounds totally legit. Yeah. 2016 was not a great year for Jacob Wool's career as a hedge fund manager. That year, the Arizona Corporation Commission also gave his businesses a cease and desist order. The ACC claimed that he had violated the Securities Act by selling unregulated securities. Uh. <clears throat> yeah, see, some of Wool's former clients were Arizona residents who say that he told them he managed 178 different accounts with up to $100,000 in assets. The ACC believes Wool had roughly 13 accounts worth as much as $500,000. So he's basically claiming that he was running like 178 mm-hmm. different accounts that had more than like 100 grand or something each. I'm credible, I'm credible. Yeah, 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 exactly. Clients who became suspicious of his company and demanded their money back regularly got about half of what they put in out. So he was, you know... Mm-hmm. Stealing, you yeah, could call it. Yeah, I'd call that stealing. <clears throat> so the ACC took issue with Wool's other business, Montgomery Assets, a real estate investment firm. One of the Craigslist ads he posted claimed that the company owners had 35 years' experience flipping homes. The Daily Beast notes that Wool and his partner had a combined age of 45. Wow. One Montgomery Assets client claimed that Jacob sent her a letter about a volatility event that he said was about to hit the market. Wool advised her to sell her other investments, all of her other investments, and invest all of her money in his firm. Now, while all this was going on, Jacob began to create a stir on social media, where he was also increasingly active. In between hosting a conservative podcast and uh, Offended America. Offended America, yeah. Uh, People might be offended because of the theft. Uh, that tends, yeah, to, that tends yeah. to offend people. Think people are mad because you're stealing from <laughs> Jacob? taking their money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Between that and making increasingly bizarre claims about millennial infatuation with Donald Trump, he started doing everything in his power to look exactly like a 2000 teens version of Jordan Belfort. Oh uh, on April 15th, 2016, Value Walk, a site that writes about investment firms and the like, published an article about the corporate culture at Nex, which is, again, his... Mm-hmm. The hedge fund thing. Uh, it posted a clip from a company promotional video which lists an attractive young Instagram model named Jennifer Cole as his director of fun. Director what? of fun? Director of fun! It's a oh. job to make sure everyone's having a good time. It's a cool company. Yeah, it's not just Google. We Jacob give you lunch. and one friend in a house in Laurel Canyon yeah. scamming people. It's also a hot girl. <laughs> it's just, look, she's hot, and it's an investment fund. Yeah. I'm a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Millennials, come! <laughs> Um, now, Value Walks report also noted that his website listed Rachel Fox, an actress who played someone named Kayla on The Desperate Housewives, as the inspiration for his company's investment strategy. What? <laughs> yeah. Quote, in an interview with Value Walk, Fox claimed not to know Wool and said she only learned of his trading program through a Value Walk article. Weird to lie that an actress is the... Like a public figure that yeah. can... 
publicly like she can deny that claim. And she had she had done some work as in, like investing in hedge funds at some point in her career, but like she was nobody's big name as yeah. an inve- like it's a weird thing to lie about. He just like googled like celebrities that also invested. <laughs> no, a good conman would lay, lie and say that it's someone like uh, Warren Buffett. That right. They, it, but they'd say that they'd been tutored in some vague way that yeah. would be hard to disprove. And like you pick someone who's as busy as mm-hmm. Warren Buffett and isn't going to say anything. Busy and old. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You don't pick. A social media active actress. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Jacob God, Wool? He's a dummy. He's a stupid, stupid man. Boy. 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 He's yeah. Scum. For, for sure. Yeah. For sure, boy. Scum boy. Scum boy Jacob Wool uh, <laughs> seems to have had a thing for hiring models to just sort of hang around his businesses. Uh, Twitter users put together a number of Craigslist ads from his real estate firm asking for models and such. An Orange County ad stated, quote, We need models for promo modeling events including conferences, trade shows, seminars, etc. We also have other modeling opportunities including bikini modeling and fashion modeling if you fit the type for that sort of modeling. That's nice. Uh-huh. <clears throat> the Daily Beast did a domain registry search on Mr. Wool's businesses and found something rather interesting. Quote, The website registry database domain tool shows a number of websites registered to Wool's name. Some are definitely Wool's, including the domain for his short-lived media outlet, Offended America, and domains that are described in the ACC filing as belonging to his businesses. Others with names like WoolGirls.com and MelanieRiosManagement.com, the name of a porn actress, appeared to solicit more salacious business. In response to this, Wool stated, Fake websites and Craigslist ads were posted by trolls of mine in 2016, and I immediately reported them to the FBI, Wool told the Daily Beast. He declined to specify which websites and ads were the alleged frauds and declined to answer further questions. <laughs> yeah. So convenient. The, convenient. Uh, the Daily Beast also talked to the mother of one young woman who was featured as a wool girl. She claims that Jacob lied to her daughter and said that he could make her famous by building a professional modeling website for her, and that she agreed. But instead of doing that, This lady's mother says, quote, He took some of her photos, either from Snapchat or Instagram, that she had posted and created a page for her called The Wool Girl of the Month. From there, he put up photos and made the page seem inappropriate and dangerous. So the would-be model's mother actually wound up calling Jacob and confronting him on the phone. Quote, I thought he was probably an older man trying to exploit a young woman. When I contacted him on the phone, I could tell he was young and idiotic. I told him, you take that site down, you take any reference to her out of your world or else. He got very scared and was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, and apologized profusely and took it down. Wow. <laughs> what a little bitch. I like that lady's mom. I yeah. like, uh, you, gotta, you gotta confront a little shit yeah. like this. Yeah. I mean, she would have done it anyway, even if he was an old guy. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he was a young guy made it even more, like, she just, like, talked to him like a fucking mom. Yeah. Yeah, which is the right way to talk yeah. to a child. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to get on to uh, how Jacob Wool got banned from the finance industry forever. And, Good uh, fucking riddance. Then we're going to talk about how he decided to take on Robert Mueller, uh, um. <laughs> which is maybe biting off a little bit more than he should have tried to chew. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about... The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild mini-games. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. 
The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. We're talking about Jacob Wool, the the Wool of Wall Street, the worst grifter yeah. I may have ever heard of. Which normally I like to talk about more impressive people on this, but he's just so bad. Mm-hmm. I I I couldn't stop myself. I don't like. I mean, grifter sounds like a badass thing, though. It I don't does like sound that cooler. it's like a, a, a shitty shitty thing to be. He's he's the living human embodiment of a single spam email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what Jacob Wool really is. Funny. Yeah. Okay, so in early 2017, Jacob Wohl received a lifetime ban from the NFA. For his part, Wohl portrays the National Futures Association as basically a group of butthurt activists. Um, because the NFA isn't a government body, he basically says they're just a bunch of busybodies, and they're not a government agency. Uh-huh. They don't have any real authority to regulate things. And he, he'll do this in interviews. He did in the Vice interview, and they don't really push so it. So they, they, they kicked him out after all this shit went yeah. down. Because they were yeah. the one. they were like the regulator, the yeah. the... the the team that wanted to investigate, did they ever actually investigate? Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, did, yeah. and they gave him a lifetime ban because he broke a bunch of laws. Okay, good. And he would basically say, like, well, they're not a government body. It's just a bunch of busybodies. But the fact of the matter is the NFA is a self-regulating body for the futures industry. Okay. Membership in it is required by law for traders and major buyers. Congress has given this mm-hmm. non-government organization the ability to regulate the industry. They are very much authorized yeah. to do this shit. Like the fucking rich people think they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, and Jacob Wohl... Did for a long time. Did, well, about a year. I mean, <laughs> he didn't get that long. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. In his, in his teens. I will say, he got caught pretty early. Yeah. What with his incompetence. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, also, in 2017, the Arizona Corporation Commission issued a cease and desist order against Wohl for wildly misleading investors and misrepresenting the size of his businesses. He was ordered to pay $32,919 in restitution and $5,000 in penalties. Wohl's attorney asked for a four-week continuance because his big-shot client, who lived at the same Laurel Canyon house his company used as an office, couldn't make the first payment. Which, I just like that. Is it that. his dad? I'm going to guess his dad's probably yeah. paying, footing the bill for a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, an Arizona Central article written about Wool's legal trouble revealed that, quote, Wool's troubles in Arizona began in 2015 when two residents of the state contacted Wool after seeing his media appearances. They note that Wool called the ACC a racketeering organization full of angry Democrats. And while it is true that the ACC head was accused of accepting bribes in exchange for votes on a utilities issue, the man accused is a registered Republican and wasn't actually convicted anyway. So, Jacob Wool. Um, I also just, I just think it's funny that his need to be on the news and known as the uh-huh. teen investment guru is what got him caught. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. not going to be the last time you hear about that. That's sort that's of why thing. he's like a millennial trash, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he wanted the fucking verified checkmark. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As the millennial investment yeah. expert and stuff. Yeah. He thought that was the path to good money. And if he hadn't been so dumb, it might have been mm-hmm. if he'd been a little bit more careful. Mm-hmm. But he was not. And he's dumb. Now, in spite of the fact that Wool's love of publicity had now definitely destroyed several of his businesses, Jacob was not yet ready to give up the limelight or to give up social media. In fact, over the years, his Twitter presence has grown to more than 175,000 followers. Some of those probably hate followers. Mm -hmm. Up until very recently, he was most renowned for posting numerous stories of his trips to what he called hipster coffee shops in Los Angeles, where he claimed to repeatedly overhear young Democrats secretly admit their admiration and love of Donald Trump. Oh my god. Get a fucking hobby, dude. Like yeah. are you serious? Yeah, I'm I'm really serious. What's like a better way to show that like you're unemployed and like a living husk of nothing? Like I'm gonna go to every coffee shop and then pretend to hear things. And then lie about what people say. Oh my god. Well it's also somebody pressed him on like what he was talking about when he said something was a hipster coffee shop mm-hmm. and he was like talking about a coffee bean in Westlake. There's like a thousand lo- coffee beans around the world. Like, okay, it's I not live a in Silver hipster Lake. coffee shop. I can shop. name a billion hipster coffee shops. <laughs> yeah. It's not the one in fucking Westlake. Yeah. It, it's not a coffee bean. Yeah. Where you go to get coffee when you can't stop. When you stop. have to. Yeah. 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 When you have to. Yeah. <laughs> the coffee bean. Sometimes you just need coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. During this time, Jacob started to write for Gateway Pundit, a fake news website run by a former John Deere catalog model with no relevant experience in politics or journalism. Fitting. Gateway Pundit is regularly cited in Fox News. For an example of the level of quality in Gateway Pundit's reporting, uh, at one point, they picked up a story about how the Kremlin thought Barack Obama was literally insane. According to Media Matters, the story originated from the European Union Times, an anti-Semitic website with a section devoted to Jews. So, thank you. It's, what? This is just the quality of the website he's working with. This is like they they pick up stories from anti-Semitic. I think you just like, keep yeah. saying words, and I I thought like I'll be like that sucks, and you'll keep talking, and I'll be like, wait, that's even that's stupid, and then I'll just like I'm just my face is just a permanent like like hello darkness, my old friend. Dun, face. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. That would be good theme music for this show. <laughs> uh, so. There's something unsettling to me about the fact that once finance was closed as a grifting opportunity, and real estate, I mm-hmm. should add, Jacob Bull immediately landed on journalism as the next way to try to make um, his mark. He founded his own website. Of course he did. The Washington Reporter, which, you know, he 
called, despite the fact that he lives in Los Angeles. Uh, he claimed that the Washington Reporter was nonpartisan, and his website included a code of ethics prominently displayed on the site. Unfortunately, Splinter News revealed that the code of ethics on his website was plagiarized entirely from ProPublica. Oh my God! <laughs> he stole his website's he code plagiarized. of ethics. Plagiarized? Yeah, his code of ethics. You can fucking Google that. Like, right. try harder. Yeah. Now, uh, I didn't write every single paper in college, but I made it look like I did. Yeah, you fake it a little bit better yeah. than that, Jacob Wolf. Fucking asshole. Uh, so when asked about this point by Gizmodo, Wool replied, I didn't create that part of the website, but if our policy is similar to that of another reputable site, I think that's fantastic. Oh, my God. It's the exact same. <laughs> yeah. Gizmodo went on to note, quote, Wool said he would not respond to further questions about this non-news. Gossip about whether or not I date Instagram models is none of your concern, he said. No one had accused him of dating Instagram models. I was just going to say, like, what? Like, <laughs> it's, it's the last slide of the Gizmodo article. No one had accused him of dating Instagram oh. models. <laughs> that's a good article right there. Yeah, it's some good, that's some yeah. good journalism shade. Like, yeah. No one accused me of having a giant dick. Yeah, stop talking about my giant penis. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, during 2018, Wool's biggest claims to fame were, of course, his constant tweets about hipster coffee shops and the fact that Donald Trump retweeted him, I think, twice, mostly because he would just say nice things about the economy under mm-hmm. Trump. But then, on October 17th, a woman named Lorraine started emailing reporters around the U.S. She claimed to have worked with special counsel Robert Mueller when he was a lawyer in the 1970s and said that she had been approached by a guy named Jack Berkman. Now... Jack Berkman is another grifter. We don't have enough time to get into in heavy detail here. But prior to this, his main claim to fame was that he investigated the murder of DNC staffer Seth Rich. He claimed to have found a man named Luke, who he said was an intelligence industry veteran who knew that the DEA and ATF had murdered Seth Rich, presumably, mm-hmm. in order to help Hillary Clinton somehow. I don't some know. like House some, of Cards season one type of shit. Yeah, some, some bullshit. Uh, he held a big press conference to have Luke tell his story on the phone to the assembled world media, but Luke never called. So it's just a press conference with no source. So you can see why reporters immediately suspected something fishy now that Berkman's name was involved. Mm -hmm. So weirdly enough, the Lorraine story didn't hold up at all to scrutiny. No one by that name worked at the firm with uh, Mueller. The journalist checked into this. But Berkman did post on social media around that time asking for women with stories about being sexually harassed by Robert Mueller to come forward. Mm -hmm. And then, well, here's a quote from website, The Cut. Ed Krasterstein at The Hill Reporter said that when he was looking into the Lorraine claims, he received a threatening phone call from a man claiming to work for Surefire Intelligence. When Krasterstein reached out to Berkman, Berkman told him he's familiar with Surefire Intelligence and that they do a lot of good research and that it's run by Jacob Wool. So this is a little bit messy, but Surefire Intelligence is essentially a fake intelligence company that Jacob Wool on its surface, it's supposed to be operated by former Israeli mm-hmm. M- Mossad people, right. but is really just Jacob Wool. So they started reaching out to a bunch of people saying that they basically had a an accuser of Robert Mueller that was going to come out and give mm-hmm. speeches. And obviously a bunch of people started poking holes in this straight away. Right. Uh, oddly enough, fucking the Krasenstein brothers were some of the first people to, I guess because they got emails about this, report that... Uh, uh, they came to his defense? No, 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 no. They were the, some of the first people to connect this stuff with Berkman to Surefire Intelligence and Jacob Wool. Oh, and oh, then oh. reported it to the FBI. No, they, they came to Robert Mueller's defense, I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Robert Mueller. Robert Mueller. My mistake. My so mistake. this is how the other scammers come right. into this, is they come to his defense, they reveal that Jacob Wool and Surefire Intelligence are connected to this emerging scheme, and then they report him to the FBI. They're not the only people who reported Jacob Wool to the FBI, but... Uh, 
Yeah, that's the, the fucking craft. They just stands. wanted to dig their nose in. They just, yeah, they had to get involved. So, yeah. now, as soon as Surefire Intelligence dropped into the news cycle, open source journalists began digging into its digital footprint. People from, I think, the Daily Beast called several of the phone numbers associated with the business, mm-hmm. and it was Jacob Wolf's mom. Who didn't seem to know anything about the scheme? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. His mom picks he gave up the your phone. your mom's phone number? Well, it was just he hadn't even intended to give a phone number, but like he had registered the business to try to do things to make it look legitimate, and he gave like family cell phones and stuff. Oh out. my god! <laughs> yeah, uh, hold yourself accountable. Put your own fucking cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric Toller, an editor for Bellingcat, uh, must looked- be awful to be his mother. Yeah. Uh, Oh, would be anyone related to him. Um, Eric Toller, an editor at Bellingcat, looked into Surefire's extensive website, which was posted shortly before the allegations came mm-hmm. out, and he found a number of interesting things. So on its surface, the website looked pretty kind of legitimate, but it all sort of fell apart once you did any sort of digging into it. Their Tel Aviv station chief was a picture of Israeli supermodel Bar Raffelli. Their investigator Donald Treehorn was a stock photo model with grayscale applied to it. Their L.A.-based investigator, Mark Teller, was really Nick Hopper, a British model. And Simon Frick, their Zurich-based financial crimes investigator, was a picture of Oscar-winning actor Christoph Walsh. This just infuriates me because, like, you can get away with stuff if you're just a little smart. I'm I'm glad they didn't get away with it. Mm -hmm. But, like, okay, for example, when I was in high school... My AP English teacher hated me because my older sister was like, he was, she was like the star child. And then I had him and he was like, you're never going to be as good as your sister. Sure. So I plagiarized every paper that she had ever written because I found <laughs> it on the computer and I just submitted it as my own the entire year. And he gave me lower grades than her, even though it was the exact same paper. Wow. Um, but you see, I got away with it. Yeah. And then at my senior speech, I cried because I made up a story about going blind. Um, but like, um, I love that we're getting a little bit of ear grifting in here. But oh yeah, I'm a fraud. Everyone's but the a point fraud. is, no, you're a grifter. Thank you. I'm a grifter. We're um, all grifters. But the point is, if you want to fucking be smart, mm-hmm. don't put a, a well-known celebrity's photo as supposed to be like yeah. a, a representative of like who you have behind, like backing yeah. your fucking company. Are you kidding me? Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And uh, fucking Jane Mayer of Dark Money found out. He I forget what the name he had, but he put posted the name of the person who supposedly ran his firm. And he came with a fake name, but the picture was just Jacob Wall, but the picture reversed and darkened. It was just a Who picture do you have? of his face. What dummy with like paint, MS Paint is like running your fucking thing? It makes me furious. He clearly knew enough to know that if you alter a photo somewhat, it makes it harder to trace back on Google image search. So they or reverse image search. So he did oh. a couple of small changes, but he didn't do them well. And like the picture of Christoph Waltz was like clearly Christoph Waltz. Like if you've seen him in a movie, you oh wouldn't pick him God. out as like that's not Zurich based financial crime. There are lesser known Simon actors Frick. also. Like there yeah. are lesser known people than Bar Raphael, who used to date Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. Like or like like are you serious? Like that's the people that you that just well, infuriates me. As also... someone who's gotten away with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> another thing that other people noted is that like the investigator that Jacob pretended to be to communicate with a number of journalists was Donald Treehorn, which is of course a reference to the Big Lebowski's Jackie Treehorn. Because I think Wool thinks he's so smart that he's the only person who's watched right. one of the most popular right. films ever made. Yeah, he's just a dumb kid. He's just a dumb kid. I'm really glad he was dumb enough to get caught, though. Very glad. Like, very glad. I'm just because you kept saying Surefire and stuff. I just imagine the site is like on Angel Fire or GeoCities. Like that's like <laughs> my 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 knowledge of his site is just like pure. Yeah. Yeah. So, as all of this broke, another woman, Professor Jennifer Taub, came forward and said that Berkman and Wool had also reached out to her to try and solicit stories of sexual harassment by Robert Mueller. She immediately sent the email they sent her to the Department of Justice, which, again, 
part of the invest- FBI investigation that's now looking into Jacob Wall and right. hopefully lead to some serious consequences for him. Uh, yeah. I'm not generally a big fan of prisons, but something bad should happen to Jacob Wool. He should go somewhere. He should go somewhere not good. Yeah. Yeah. Something bad should happen to him. Kick out the rest of the non-criminal marijuana fucking yeah. people yeah. and bring him in. It could just be him and Paul Manafort in prison Perfect. lying to each and other. The t- and the two fucking And the Krasensteins Krasensteins brothers. Yeah, brothers. Yeah, fuck it. Throw yeah. the Krasensteins in there too. Fine. That way it's bipartisan. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, Jacob Wool and Jack Berkman were not about to give up just because they'd been caught committing crimes and trying to fraudulently claim that an FBI special prosecutor was a sex criminal. Uh, <laughs> they continued to double down on their scheme. In the immediate aftermath of everybody busting into the fact that Shearfire Intelligence was a fraud, Jacob Wool updated his Twitter bio to brag, head of the most well-known opposition research firm in the world. <laughs> That's not even technically true because being mocked on Twitter for two days does not count as being well known. Oh, my God. Now, and then, because sometimes, sometimes, God is good, sometimes. Wool and Berkman held a press conference. Okay. Where they claimed getting that good. they- Yeah. And during this press conference, which they hyped up to the extent of their very tiny abilities, they claimed that they would present a credible accuser and her allegations against Bob Mueller. During the press conference, Wolin Berkman appeared with no accuser, claiming that she had backed out at the last minute. But Wolin insisted this was all totally real. And he also insisted and stated openly that he didn't normally believe women when they came forward with allegations of sexual assault in order to claim that this one was extra credible. Like, he just did everything in the grossest way uh, possible. I was waiting for you to be like, and then came out Barafielli and Gal Gadot. (laughs) (laughs) No, he did present a picture of his credible accuser with her face blurred out of him standing next to her that he, in order to prove to people that she was real. And his mom was like, why did you listen to this photo of us, honey? (laughs) It's worse than that. So Internet Sleuths did find the original unblurred version of the photo and realized it was a picture of Wool with his former girlfriend. Oh, (laughs) Berkman and Wool handed out summaries of their evidence to the assembled press, presumably to help people write stories about what they were just sure was going to bust Robert Mueller down to size. But in the uh, summaries they handed out, it turns out they misspelled the first name of the fake woman that they brought forward on multiple occasions. Also, Berkman's fly was down the entire press conference. Fuck yeah. That's the best thing you've you've said all day. Cherry right on top. That's the best thing you've said all day. Yeah. After the disastrous press conference, a writer with AboveTheLaw.com received an email from Surefire Intelligence partner Donald Treehorn, who claimed that they'd always wanted Professor Taub to leak their email to the FBI. Quote, I want to clear something up. Miss Taub was chosen with great care. We chose her precisely because we thought she might act the way she did by running to the special counsel. We knew she would not miss this opportunity to get her 15 minutes of fame. Oh my God. Please note that we did not send emails to any other people requesting information on Mueller, only Ms. Taub. We performed extensive research on her mindset, academic position, and political activism. It was a bit of a long shot, and she was the only person we sent this email request to. But it worked. She did our bidding, and more so than we could ever have expected her to. Wow. As of the recording to this episode, Jacob Wohl is still under investigation by the FBI. He's also banned from working in the finance industry. Well, okay, I do have something to contest. You said sure. that, that the... Crass and shit brothers are the second worst. They've been doing this for their whole lifetime. They're the worst. Well, but they're... He's only a baby. But he's worse at it. And he's already gotten caught, too. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, that's why I'm saying he's worse than they are. He's, Not wor- as a, he's like, worse like as far as, like, gr- like a, he got, like, a, an F. And he yeah. Got, they got an A. I, they I, got away with it. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say they got an A, because they got caught, too. They got A for assholes. I, I would say he got an F minus, and they got an F. He's the worst con man in America, and they're the second worst con men yeah. collectively. Yeah. They're 
so awful. Everyone you know in this is bad, bad when they come man. for each other. You know, yeah. you know it's bad when they're like, "He's a con man." Yeah, when when <laughs> yeah. when the the second worst con men report oh the God. worst con man to the FBI. That's special. It's a special I've time in America. I've learned so much that I just want to erase from my memory. Well, I can't. It's going to be on record forever. It will be. It will um, be. Uh, grifters. Grifters. So. Grifters. It's okay if you're a fraud. You know, I think Robert was right in the beginning of this episode. Like a lot of people that have creative fields, you feel yeah. like a fraud a lot of the time. Yeah. But just don't be a fucking grifter. Yeah, don't. Or if you're going to be a grifter, be a good grifter. Be like L. Ron or like, Hubbard. Or like, yeah, be like Robin Hood. Like, not, 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 no, Scientology is not a good form of. I didn't say it was. It's an impressive grift, though. It's not like, it's not. It's a disturbing a grift. grift. It's a disturbing, destructive, and dangerous grift. But, but at is, least it's not dumb. That is impressive, yeah. to say the least. Yeah. But uh, if you're going to grift, be a Robin Hood character and don't take advantage of the poor and uh, the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor. No. Steal from rich people is what yeah. we say. Yeah, if you're going to steal, yeah. steal from the rich. Like what Robert was saying, yeah. you can knock as many cars over as you want, as long as they're Teslas. Exactly, as long as they're Teslas or Infinities. I would say Benz, Benz. Is, the, is the one I would go after. That's like old oh, money. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, old yeah, money. Yeah, Tesla yeah. can be like new money, you yeah. know? Yeah. But Benz is the old money. Yeah, Benz is old money and a Rolls Some Royce. Cadillacs. Yeah. I don't know. Cadillacs, I feel, my, my grandma drove a really old one. Oh, no, she drove a Lincoln Town car. I always get those two. Oh, Audis, up. maybe? I don't know. Uh, mm, I don't maybe, know. maybe, I don't maybe. Know. I don't care what car you drive. Just uh, don't hit them unless uh, they're driven by someone that's a, a dick. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Hit people's cars if they're dicks. That is the official no! message. <laughs> no. Also, don't cheat. Don't commit crimes. Don't cheat. Don't uh, commit crimes. Don't commit crimes. Um, unless they're for uh, English <laughs> class that you, for the teacher you hate. All right. Uh, Shireen, you want to plug some pluggables? Yeah, I'm Shireen. <laughs> Fantastic. And I'm the co-host of Ethnically Ambiguous. It's a podcast on how stuff works or stuff, the network that this is also on. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're everywhere. We're on Twitter, Ethnically Amb, A-M-B. We're on Instagram, Ethnically Ambig, A-M-B-I-G. I am on Instagram at Shirohero, S-H-E-E-R-O-H-E-R-O. And then on Twitter, I'm Shireen Y, S-H-E-R-E-E-N-W-H-Y, because why not? And this has been Behind the Bastards. You can find us on the internet at BehindTheBastards.com, where the sources and such will be for this episode. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at at BastardsPod. You can find me on Twitter at IWriteOK. And that's all of the things that I have to plug. So get on with your life. Go do so. Oh, nope. That's not all the things. Sophie is making frantic gestures at me. Merch. Uh, you can buy merch uh, at uh, the, our Tee Public store, uh, Behind the Bastards, Tee Public. We got great shirts. You can also get cups, you can You can get, okay, I'm going to help you out. Okay. You can get okay. any design. Any design. As a shirt, a mug, a poster, a tote, a tank top, a sweater, a hoodie, a baseball tee, a fuck, uh, uh, a phone case, a laptop case, the fucking options are endless. And even if you want to donate a little bit or support a little bit, a sticker can do just fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, a sticker You're can welcome, do just Robert. fine. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I love about 40%. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. 
Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 G's in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.